Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 719. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at Rabbi Yismach at take10fortorah.org. Today's 10 is sponsored by the Kamelhar family, Le'ilu Nishmas, Golda, Bas, Yitzchak, Meher Neshama, have an Ali on her yurt site uh, this Thursday, the 29th of Shabbat. And so, uh, in this week's parsha, again, so many mitzvahs to discuss, but this one in particular that seems stressed at a very, very great degree. It says in Perek Chafbeis Pasuk Chafalef, "Kal almanav yasom lo sa'anun." You should not cause pain to any widow or orphan. Okay, so that comes actually after the ger lo sonev lo selchatsena. You're not supposed to oppress the ger ki gerim heisam beretz mitzrayim. And we've discussed those psukim in previous years, but here we're talking about widows and orphans, the most vulnerable of all populations in society. If you do afflict him, and it could be, I guess, her as well, and they cry out to me, notice the double expression, we'll get to that in just a moment, another double expression, I will hear their cries. Now, that might be referring to all of these, the ger, the convert, the, the you know, that refugee type, or the almana, the yasom, the widow, or the orphan, but look at what it says next. An extreme reaction. My wrath shall blaze, and I shall kill you by the sword, and your wives will be widows, and your children orphans. Now, this is some harsh stuff. So, the vulnerable are protected so extremely as to warrant such an extreme reaction if someone oppresses those vulnerable people. There's so much that Chazal had to say on this, so I want to share a little bit in the time that we have together. The Sefer HaChinuch, of course, explains that the way we're supposed to behave towards an Almana Yosom, we're supposed to realize that, you know, generally the, the parent of the orphan would be the one protecting them, or maybe the husband of the wife, definitely in ancient society, would be the one protecting them, and therefore we should speak softly to them, we should treat them respectfully, etc. The Chinuch as well discusses how we have to make sure that when we um, talk to them or when we argue for them, we have to use the strongest possible arguments on their behalf. So he uses the expression, We want to make sure that their side of an argument, of a dispute, of some sort of negotiation, is represented as strongly as possible to make sure that what they are deficient and in what they don't have is accounted for entirely. The Chaskuni explains that lo sa'anun is written, don't afflict them in lashon rabim, plural. How so? Uh, specifically, and the reason he says, is because even shahari roem heim elbonim shel hayasam va'almana b'shoskim ve'enam mochim. It's not only referring to those people who are the, the, the ones who oppress, but the people who stand by and don't do anything about it. That is the plural expression. There's a greater sensitivity here, and we should all be able to have our eyes open to it and respond if we see it. It says in the Pasuk in Tehillim, Avi God in his holy abode is the father of Yisomim and the judge of Almanos. What does that mean? So the Shmos Rabbah, the Medrash says, Lama Why does God love 
the Yasom and the Almana, the orphan and the widow, so much, because their faith is entirely placed in the hands of God. Anybody who steals from them, anybody who oppresses them, anybody who who uh, treats them in a in a way which makes them even more vulnerable than they already were, is punished in this great degree. Now, the vengeance, this this uh, very very strong expression of the haragdi eschem becharev, the the oppressors of these vulnerable people will be killed by the sword, and their wives will be widows, and their children will be orphans. So they'll get retribution, mida keneg and mida, for what they had done, measure for measure for what they had done to these vulnerable people. Is is extreme. It's extremely extreme. It's almost like this emotional, visceral reaction. Like, how dare you? How could you? And it's almost surprising to read. And at the same time, it sounds very vengeful, but it also sounds compassionate because look at the emotional and uh, compassion and the capacity that we have or we should have to react on the behalf of these Isomim and Almanos. The Gemara is so strong when it comes to describing what's going to happen over here. It says, not only will Nishechem be Almanos, you know, the person who oppresses the widow is going to, you know, themselves, uh, let's say, be gone, and their wife will be an almana. They will stay an almana. They won't be able to be remarried. The, the, they, their children will be a soman. They won't ever be able to, let's say, uh, inherit uh, the person, their father, who was the oppressor, who now is lost to the world. There's going to be some circumstance which, which is going to make it that they can't even inherit the estate, and they're going to stay in a, in a constant state of orphanage or uh, being an orphan and so this is extremely strong language because this extreme strong reaction because of the extreme nature of the defense of these vulnerable populations the gemara the alshech actually ex- explains that the double expression that we have over here ki yitzak the doubling of this reaction if they cry out because there's the tza'aka now because of what the person's doing to me. They're bullying me right now. But there's also the reminder that how did I get into this situation in the first place? Why am I being abused? Why am I being picked on? Because I lost a husband, because I lost a father. That is the tza'ok tza'ak. So the reaction is as well, shoma eshma, I will hear doubly. I will hear of the pain. I will hear of the remembering of the previous pain. And then finally, and so says the Alshik, he says the, this this remembrance will be extremely strong, and not only that, the fact that uh, the, the reaction is so is so stark is because not only did you oppress them in the moment, but you made them also recall the past oppression, the past difficulty, the sorrow that got them here in the first place, and that's why this is considered to be such an egregious, egregious act that is uh, that is reacted upon so strongly by the Gemara. There's a story with Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Shmuel where uh, they are taken out to, to be killed as the Asara Haruge Malchus, and Rabbi Shmuel is crying, and Rabbi Shimon says, why are you crying? You're going to be in a Ganeden soon. And he says, because why am I being killed like Shovchei Damim and Mechalei Shabbosos? Like, why am I being treated as some sort of criminal as if I did something wrong? And he said, maybe, maybe you did do something wrong. And then maybe what he suggests that he may have done wrong is that somebody may have come, particularly an Almana, a widow, who wanted to know about uh, her her status, a halachic status of some sort. And then maybe you said that, you know, uh, your, your servant said you're sleeping, you're not available, and you afflicted them in some way. And that affliction would deserve such a punishment now. And you see the extreme nature 
of how this was taken by Chazal the Maharam, uh, the, excuse me, the Maharsham, says on the Pasuk of Almar of Yosem Lo Sa'anun, that the Alkol Tsar Shemitzarin Es Ha'adam Ikolavza, any sort of pain and suffering we need to be so sensitive for if we're talking about one of these vulnerable populations. So the, um, the, the Maharsham actually adds in that comment after responding to these Pesukim, he says, God knows, I've warned the people in my home, if somebody comes to ask me a question at any time, I don't know who the person is, it could be a Yasom, an Almana, it could be anybody, do not stop them, wake me up, bring them to me, because I've always been afraid of this story where so much, so much is at stake when possibly afflicting and paining those who are suffering. Now, there's also a famous story with the Ramah in Krakow, how there was an orphan uh, girl who there was a wedding supposed to be on a Friday, and the negotiations of the wedding in the last moment uh, it got very difficult, and particularly because probably she didn't have somebody on her side. Uh, to the extent that she really needed. And so the wedding uh, didn't take place on Friday, and Shabbos began. And so famously, the Ramah allowed a wedding to occur on a Friday night. And there's a big uh, controversy about whether or not you're allowed to get married. Most posts can hold, and the halacha is you can't get married. Yet the Ramah allowed it to avoid this goal, the terrible embarrassment of breaking off the engagement at this point and not being able to get married. And more so, uh, many of the posts can disagree with him at the time, and they made a rule in Krakow, you couldn't get married on Friday anymore because they were worried about this happening again. But you see the extent that the Ramah went to, to protect the Yisoma. You actually find this Shiloh repeating itself throughout history, uh, different types of weddings, different types of kulos, which are for Yosemim and Almanos that are deferred or, or are treated completely differently uh, based on the respect and the consideration that we have towards the feelings of the people who are involved. So I'll just close with the Chinuch. The Chinuch says, in addition to treat them softly and with kavod, v'lo yachiv gufan ba'avoda, a person should not make them work too hard, and not embarrass them, to be more concerned and careful with their money than even your own. Ultimately, the disadvantaged are at an advantage, I guess, when it comes to the expectation of how we are supposed to treat them. We should be sensitive to those around us, not only in these particular circumstances, but any circumstance which might be seen as a disadvantage and understand that the Torah wants us to even that out so that we provide them more so it makes up the difference. Have a great day.